Welcome one and welcome all. Tonight we are live on August the 7th, 2016 on Berryflow Upstream number 101. This episode is entitled Hub Plus. Here with some North American representation as I hold down the South, we have Alex Bass of Cyberbytes Inc. over in New York. How you doing, man? What is going on? I should be drained right now, but I think I have a lot of coffee in my system and things and whatever, but... Yeah. You've seen, you've seen, I've seen your social media, man. You've been busy. You've been kind of like, yeah. you're probably on like adrenaline right now. <laughs> yeah, not much sleep, but we'll talk about that later, I guess. A little bit further north, over in Toronto area, we've got Brandon. How you two doing, hours, man? Two hours away from Alex. We'll hang out sometime, bro. I yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I look out my window and I ponder what you're doing. Please. <laughs> He's out there making it happen, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen, uh, we have an interesting kind of week of BlackBerry to talk about. We're following up DTEK50, kind of getting announced. The pre-orders actually ship, start shipping tomorrow on the DTEK50 device. So, you know, if, get your pre-orders in right now. Obviously, like, if this is the last kind of day, you're going to be able to redeem that 299 And, you know, in our after show later, um, we're actually going to talk about, like, would you, should you buy that device? But in terms of our topic list... I want to get started on uh, some kind of trollish news. We have BlackBerry filing for a patent infringement lawsuit against Avaya in Texas, which, you know, they got they got Zipperstein on a while ago as uh, you know their legal officer, and he's been really kind of doing work. Like we saw them like fight against Typo and Win, and is this type of litigation in terms of like their business and where they're taking it is is that a smart thing to be doing just kind of to protect your IP? It's almost like a strong stance to take. You know, at some point you have to draw a line. What are some of your thoughts on it, gentlemen? Uh, you have to take a hard stance on your IP, otherwise no one treats it with respect, right? So, for instance, it's important for these corporations to go after these people because if there's a legitimate claim, because otherwise that's going to leave the door open for a whole bunch of other people who feel like it's okay to just kind of infringe on all these patents, right? So if it's kind of if they if they kind of fight back, they're going to have fewer people who are going to be willing to take that risk and deal with, you know, litigation and things of that nature. I definitely happen to agree, Brandon. I personally think like a, a hard stance on it is something that's smart to do, just to kind of preserve. Not only your reputation, but that respect level that they need to have in, in the industry. Alex, do you really uh, care either way? As you know, as a stakeholder in BlackBerry, do, do you see them defending their IP in this kind of way, trollish, or do you think it's more kind of constructive for you know where they want to position themselves? I think he's gone, man. <laughs> Alex is just he passed out. <laughs> <laughs> That's priceless. I, I think, like, right next, I'll, I'll actually be the one falling out, and Brandon will just be here talking to himself. <laughs> you know, alongside this, we have BlackBerry going ahead and focusing on the monthly security update, right, and bringing that on for the Priv and obviously for, you know, those detect devices floating out there. With this new Android security update, you know, it's positive to see them continue to release. I wish the release was a little bit less fragmented in terms of, like, the carrier's involvement and stuff like that, but... You know, I'm kind of pleased. Uh, Brandon, because you're in Canada using, like, a GSM phone, you know, yeah. one of those AT&T branded ones, like, are you getting those security updates anyway? Have you gotten I have no any? Clue. I have no clue. I haven't checked. Let me check now. 
I'll do it live, guys. <laughs> do it live on the air. Ask uh, ask Alex a question while I find this. Yeah, I mean, Alex, on your device, are you you seeing these security updates actually roll through? I mean, both of us are on the AT&T, and I'm on uh, you know a different type of software. But Alex, on yours, are you getting those types of updates? I have the June 1st security update right now, and the last check um, I'm checking right now as well. I don't think it's going to be coming in, but um, I'm still on June 1st. Yeah, I'm on June 1st as well. So I kind of missed out on July and August. Right. So it's almost like they just lumped it all together into this August update. And I don't know if that's because they just put out an update to their suite of apps. So like, you know, maybe some of the security under underpinnings of the OS and how it's built need to kind of like hold off for a moment. But you yeah. know, I, I feel the same way, right? It's been about a month and I haven't gotten that update. And I blame AT&T. I blame my carrier like almost entirely for for the delay because I know I've been seeing the postings go out for the OTA. You know, shop BlackBerry devices are very probably much in line with kind of like the Nexus style, getting those security updates very regularly. Yeah. I think kind of the elephant in our conversation tonight, gentlemen, is really just BlackBerry finally launching that BlackBerry Experience Suite, right? That we heard about maybe a year ago. Alex, yeah, I know this is something that you were like really excited about. Them yeah. finally like putting Android apps out there. Does that? I know you've kind of been migrating mentally towards like getting this Nexus type device, right? Mm-hmm. Does something like Hub Plus seem really enticing? Like, is that something you would load onto your, you know, you know, your future, you know, Android smartphone? Um. So I think I'm I'm realizing a lot of of different things, and I might not be the person anymore that the Hub is like great with. I do love how it is on BlackBerry 10, but I don't mind going into like inbox and getting the custom replies and using, you know, individual apps and the notification bar and things like that at times. But um, BlackBerry has been making progress on the hub, especially this most recent update. Like it loaded up a lot quicker and that was my biggest qualm with uh, Android version of the hub. Like it was just so slow to load and that was ridiculous. And then the pinch gesture, like that's great too. So I, I think I would consider it. Um, or I might be able to find some type of use for it where I might just use some of my not-so-frequently-used email accounts and have that within the hub. Like, I have a lot of options that I can do with that, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, so I think I will probably use it in some way, uh, regardless if that's on a BlackBerry device or just an Android device buying Hub+. Plus. So a dollar a year, you think that's aggressive enough in this kind of market? A dollar I mean, a month? Yeah, a dollar a month to... And the thing is, like, when we talk about this Hub Plus suite, right, it's not just the Hub. It's actually mm-hmm. a lot more apps. Right now, if you download the 30-day subscription, you're going to get Hub, you're going to get BlackBerry Calendar, and you're going to get BlackBerry Password Keeper. You're going to have those for 30 days ad-free. After the 30-day period, you then can unlock the entire BlackBerry Hub Plus suite, and that includes, like, the BlackBerry Launcher, BlackBerry Tasks, and a bunch of other BlackBerry applications like Device Search, etc., Two things kind of missing out there are DTEC and the keyboard, so keep that in mind. Those are still standalone services as of right now. But with this Hub Plus suite, you really get the BlackBerry communication that you want on any type of device. And as Alex said, maybe not using it as a full-on hub, but you know somehow integrating it into his workflow, he might be able to make a lot of you know good use out of it. So $12 a year, Alex, do you think that's mm-hmm. something worth paying for? Like, Is what BlackBerry is truly offering with this suite something you'd consider worth the worth you- the dollar value. Yeah, so I directly I have to compare this to something that I'm currently paying $12 a year for or $1 a month for and, and that's LastPass to be on mobile. And I'm trying to think of, 
you know, what is the convenience of having LastPass on mobile, and is it worth that dollar a month? And to me, it absolutely is. So then you look at the hub alone. Um, I mean, even just like the BlackBerry keyboard. Like, I think people would pay. I don't know about twelve dollars a year for the BlackBerry keyboard. I know that a few people have said that they would, but think of like the average person. And I think they would pay a decent amount for the BlackBerry keyboard, the virtual keyboard, and things like that, which we don't know if that's going to be included yet or anything. But uh, I think the hub alone that would be worth twelve dollars a year, and then you add everything else on top of it, and it's a no-brainer. Like the calendar, it has some great functionality and features. Um, I mean, heck, I have a, I use DigiCal, and they have an add-on that allows you to have weather. Uh, like deep weather integration every day, and that is a subscription model. I think it's like two bucks a month just to have like weather integration. So you kind of look at some of these other apps and what they offer for what price. And some apps get away with subscription models a dollar, two, three dollars a month, and not even adding like that much value. So I think the entire BlackBerry suite, twelve dollars a year, that there's it's a no-brainer. Realistically, even if you use one of the apps, if you get use out of just one of the apps, twelve dollars a year, twelve dollars a year. If, if even if you use one of the apps, I don't know, Alex. That seems a little steep for me. Personally. Look at look at Push Bullet. I mean, they're charging sixty bucks a year. People have problems with it, but it, twelve bucks a year, like compared to LastPass, I'm using LastPass occasionally, and it saves yeah. me it saves me about thirty seconds every now and then. So let me ask you, how much time does the BlackBerry Suite save you now on Android in its current form? Shots, um, fired. Shots fired. No, I realistically, the one thing that I, I'm on a regular basis, I'm using the calendar for meeting mode. And that's thinking, like the only redeemable feature. I, I love that feature, though. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. So, I mean, I talked about it before that Android has built into it a do not disturb mode that can automatically go on for calendar events, but you can only select prior, priority only or do not disturb, which does not notify anything. I just want, when I'm in a meeting, I want my phone to automatically go to vibrate only, and that's what meeting mode does. So, I literally am willing to pay that $12 a year, I think, for that single. Feature. It's a little bit ridiculous, but um, yeah. I could I could find a way to justify it. Simply not not having to deal with my phone accidentally going off in a client meeting, and maybe that'll cost yeah. me, you know, more than that. I mean, I think that's a, a key. That's a key right there, right? It's all subjective what people yeah. derive the value from the service, right? I yeah. think, uh, in my personal view, the what they need to really get right is the hub, and I think the hub is really the money maker in this suite. Uh, it, the problem yeah. is, though, is that the hub just isn't quite up to that level that we've experienced it on BlackBerry 10, right? And so, like, uh, sorry, sorry, I'm like hearing music, but it's like an ice cream truck down the street. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, no, but the hub really just isn't at the level that we we're used to on uh, BlackBerry 10. I mean, even now, like, I, I kind of recently, ever since the last hub update, it is getting better, and I and I switched back to using the hub before I was using all the apps separately. And I mean, there is a value proposition with the hub currently where you can see all your messages and you can see which ones you've read and unread. Because the way Android works now, and I don't, maybe it's because I'm new to it and I'm not sure how to use it, but when I get a notification, I swipe a notification away. There's no spark that's left on the application. So if I swipe something away, I'm like, okay, I don't need to look at it now. Then sometimes it gets lost for like a day or two or something until I open up that app and I'm like, oh shit, like I forgot to reply to this person or, or do something with this notification. Whereas the hub, if that notification is one of the lucky few that ends up in the hub, you can just now do a pinch gesture and see it, right? Which was the beauty of BlackBerry 10's hub. 
the unfortunate part is that we just don't get that that you know widespread um, net of notifications coming into the hub um, on the Android system, right? Let's take a little piece of the actual press release they did, right? We know that in this last quarter, John Chen has created this mobility solutions business unit. And this business unit within the press release reads as BlackBerry's mobility solutions unit manages the BlackBerry smartphone business and development of device software offerings that include maximizing the best of BlackBerry 10 software features and making them accessible on other platforms. So it's as almost they've created this kind of larger umbrella, right, and housed all of the kind of on-handset type, you know, pieces of hardware and or software and put it under this one solution. And in doing so, they're literally rating BlackBerry 10 for all its good features and bringing them over. In the overall kind of package that you get here on Hub Plus, you're going to get, obviously, the BlackBerry Hub, Calendar, Password Keeper, Contacts, Task, Device Search, Notes, and which I think is probably one of the most interesting offerings is the BlackBerry Launcher. And that's something that I wish, you know, they actually allowed people to trial for 30 days because the launcher is pretty good, especially with yeah, the, the, launcher's pretty good. the custom shortcuts, the pop-up widgets, the, you know, very minimal kind of vanilla styling. I think See, it's pretty I feel good. like I feel like that's kind of been the term to describe BlackBerry's kind of offerings over the past pretty year or so is kind of pretty good. <laughs> like, I've never, there's never been something where I've been, like, in terms of the software, I've never been like, man, this is, you know a must-have when it comes to especially their their Android offerings, right? It's always been kind of pretty good. And that's one point I've kind of been discussing with James about it. It's like they, I feel like BlackBerry is kind of focusing on making everything pretty good, but what they really need to do is they need, they need to make one thing, yeah. no, damn good. Like, they need to make something so vital that people need it because that thing is going to get them through the day and be productive, right? And I think what they're trying to do is create, a, they're trying to pull a Microsoft where they have a suite of services, uh, but the difference is, is that Microsoft's applications and things like that, they're necessary for people to work. They're, they're necessary for them to be productive, whereas a lot of BlackBerry's offerings here in the suite, they're just not necessary uh, for most people, unfortunately. One of the things that I find rather interesting is part of all of it, and it kind of parlays what Brandon's saying here, is that if we think about BlackBerry, they do a good job of you know, building a pretty good product, putting it out there, and then seeing how it, how it goes, right? That's almost like how BBM hit the market. They kind of just tried it out and saw if it like, took, took enough and had legs, right? If we focus on what's really happening, this is clearly something that BlackBerry hopes to aim as an add-on with their sales of devices you know, as they sell, you know, enterprise software like Bez, if they can add, you know, an upsell on Hub Plus and get organizations to pay in per user, that revenue starts adding up quickly for them. I hope they have a better go-to-market strategy than, you know, just working with their current base. They obviously need a wider distribution, but I'm excited to see kind of what they can do. Do you think, Alex, that outside of this suite, maybe you pay more? like maybe $2 a month, right, and get the keyboard as well? Or should the keyboard be like a standalone offering? Because that's kind of how I feel. I feel it should be just an app you pay for, and it's updated kind of on its own as its own kind of piece of the puzzle. Um, if they did that, they ha they would have to then be reasonable about what they're charging for a keyboard, and you can't charge a dollar a month for a keyboard. There, there's it's You can't. You can do maybe a one-time fee for one ninety nine. 
two so ninety nine. It, so it probably just um, makes more sense to add it into the suite. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yep. It, it like as much as it makes sense to have it standalone and buy it or whatever, it, it just makes more. There's more value there where it's like, oh, you want the keyboard? Okay, well get this, and along with the keyboard, you get this, that, 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 that. And I know you're probably not going to use that, 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 because you just want the keyboard. But like, it's a way. It's a way to get your foot in the door with it and you say like there's so much other great stuff this comes with like when I sell a service so if I sell Google Apps for work for someone I say you'll get professional email and professional calendar with that but in addition to that you also get 30 gigabytes of cloud storage as opposed to 15 you get this 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 even though they might not use it all they're really buying it for is the email it's kind of like a way for them to be like okay I'll, I'll do it because I get this as well it makes it seem like a better deal I'd agree. If if they can really narrow in and have that kind of salesmanship, I think they're going to do well because mm -hmm. they could sell any type of device and still be able to get add-on reoccurring revenue. And I think that's a, a smart way to go with it. If if again you have this kind of software focus, Ronell, I, I see you hopped on, man. How's it going over on your end? Hopefully good. I sound good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You sound great. Um, you sound good, man. <laughs> this is this is a mini reunion, right? Because uh, Brandon and Ronell, I hear they they linked up over in a. Uh, Toronto and and hung out a little bit. Oh yeah, a couple of drinks. And then he fuck and then he, and then he like stood up and like he was taller than the freaking CN Tower. <laughs> I'm like what? Ronell is is quite tall. That's for sure. Uh, it's five to be exact, but it's not too tall, guys. Come on. Well, when I started out the podcast, Ronell, I was talking about how DTEC 50 like shipments of the pre-order actually start tomorrow, which is kind of yeah. cool, right? Give us some of your perspective on you know, DTEC 50 as this kind of fleet device that is also kind of like consumer available, but maybe not consumer oriented. Do you think this is a good device for BlackBerry? Um, it's, it's good for their market that they're, they're trying to target. It's not, um, it's not for every market, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with putting it out there for everybody abroad who wants to grab it, they can grab it. It's better to have it more readily available for everybody than not have it at all, right? So, so it's a good move. The mid-range price with the mid-range specs, if it grabs a couple eyes, I think it would be pretty good. But they got to push it, right? Yep. Yeah. How, how do you think they're really going to push it? I mean, I feel it's like one of those devices where they say, like, you know, you got an organization of, like, 50 people. We'll sell you 50 DTEC 50s, and, you know, we'll call it a day, right? If And maybe give them, like, volume discounts on, on, the, on the buy. Like, that's... If they can get people to upgrade fleets, I think it makes sense. But I feel like a lot of people and a lot of companies that they deal with already have kind of solutions for mobile. So it's it's almost hard to entice companies to then move off of a platform they're already kind of devoted to. So yeah. I wonder if there's kind of a whole a bigger strategy for that to really get it out there. Um, I think in the Canadian carriers, the DTEC 50 is going to have representation. It, it won't over here in kind of like you know the U.S. of A. How is the kind of BlackBerry promotion up there, like in terms of carrier kind of visibility? Is it healthier than it is here in the United States where it's often kind of like a dark corner somewhere, like unplugged and unloved? Uh, for me, I don't – I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to say because it's still in pre-order phase or just about to start type thing. And for some carriers, I don't know what the release dates are for them in terms of – Availability, but I haven't seen much yet, and I still see the priv out there, that's for sure. But I think they still got some time to revamp, or, or I should say, excuse me, vamp up 
the marketing in terms of the device. But, I mean, people at work where I've been working, they've heard about the announcement of it being released and all that. So uh, they're interested, which is a good start. <laughs> right. I'm hoping the price is really enticing for people. That's the that's going to be the tough part. And I, and I think, like, the pre-order is a good idea. It kind of lets them see how much interest there may actually be, and then they can kind of figure out what the sales strategy is beyond that. Um, how does Priv stand in terms of visibility there? Is it something you see readily? Like, like honestly, you're lucky to find a store in North America, like at least in the United States, that has one that's like in a good position and like lit up and well promoted. I think it's been pretty, pretty lackluster to be quite honest. In Canada, do you, do you and Brandon, do you guys see like better visibility from BlackBerry, like in some of those key markets? You're going to get a biased answer just because we live in Toronto, which is a big financial center, and BlackBerry's still got a bit of a cachet in the finance industry. So you're going to, a lot of the stores, I mean, they're not dumb. Rogers and Telus, they're all, they're not dumb. Like most of their head offices are all downtown where all these people are walking by and everything. So they're going to cater to that market, right? But for instance, uh, if you go out to some of the, the centers out in the suburbs, like the, the malls and stuff like that, you, you see a fairly different type of consumer experience, and that seems to be less catered towards BlackBerry and more just towards iPhone and the Samsung. But now that they have the you know, these Android offerings, I do notice that they, they're not kind of getting shafted as much anymore. They're still kind of, they're still there on that on that uh, what's it called? On the table there with the other, you know flagship Android devices. So uh, I think things are a lot better than when they were just, you know, focused on BlackBerry 10. I think now it's they've kind of made it easier on the on the telcos and, like, these uh, representatives to be able to sell the device because it's an Android, you know? It's definitely got to be an easier sell on Android now. I would hope, you know? <laughs> I mean, especially if, you know, as BlackBerry 10 was kind of in the market. It was kind of like well-positioned, people wanted it, but it just didn't hold the weight to kind of carry through. And Android already has that hold on the market, so it's definitely a lot more approachable. Alongside kind of the release of, you know, this device coming, we got an update to the BlackBerry apps. We haven't gotten one in a little bit. Uh, most of us are running it now on our software, right? We've got BlackBerry services was updated. Obviously, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Hub got quick filter with pinch and snooze, high priority, you know, high priority flagged. Control enter to send messages. You know, integration with Viber is now in the BlackBerry Hub, and performance improvements when opening stuff up, and bug fixes and improvements as well. The calendar and camera got some interesting updates as well as the keyboard. So we got kind of like an all or across the board update really for the BlackBerry Android applications, which I thought was pretty cool. The camera had an interesting one, which was view real-time values for the manual settings like white balance, focus, ISO, and others. But that was pretty cool to have in there. And it has some slightly different kind of like uh, animations and graphics, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, Ronell, what's your kind of setup right now on devices? Are you using any current BlackBerry devices or are you using devices in tandem for work? Like uh, what's your uh, mobile setup? So I sold my proof, unfortunately. Um, but... I so you gotta leave the you gotta leave the podcast right now, buddy. Yeah, he'll be No, but um, <laughs> I still got my my passport, which I use for work and for personal emails. Um, and then I got uh, an S7 Edge, and 
Yeah, you know, but here's the thing. I got the BlackBerry keyboard on it. Um, I'm debating on that putting... That you didn't the... pay for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Well, it, hey, hey, I'm, I'm also paying for something yeah, no, for BlackBerry. Like BlackBerry hasn't given you the option to pay for it yet. That's the exactly, point. That's you know? what I mean, so... They want me to pay for it. I'm more than happy to pay for it. Just hopefully it's not like a monthly thing. Um, but I mean, yeah, I got it's a gold-plated one, the one that was supposed to. I have a half-written review on it, but still use it. I, me having the hub on this, and putting the hub on my edge, makes the would probably make me angry because it wouldn't be the same. Because I know how good the hub is on the passport, and I go on my Samsung, and I want to do just as much and be just as productive, and I can't. It's not. It's not. It doesn't. It hurts. It hurts. It really does, man. Yeah. I know when I first got the Priv, you know, back in like November or something the last year, and it was it was painful. Like the first 30 days were like I have to, and and I wanted to talk about this actually. So thank you for looping us back here, but yeah. it was kind of like. With with the Priv and with Android and with BlackBerry, it's like the operating system beneath their version of productivity, they almost weren't compatible with one another. So when you pick up an Android device and you're first learning an Android device, there's already kind of a, a curve you have to go through to understand how it, the inner workings of Android work, right? On BlackBerry 10, yeah. one swipe up gesture is now a back button, a home button, and a multitasking button, right? Mm -hmm. So already we have to break apart what we're used to. And then on top of that, BlackBerry builds this application called Hub, puts it on top of this new paradigm, and there's definitely some wires that don't cross, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I find it very difficult to use Android the way that BlackBerry on Android wants me to use it, you know, in terms of how yeah. Hub launches all these other apps and then the way multitasking yeah. works. It's like the way we access Hub right now with that gesture is just not quite enough, right, to have it be as responsive and, you know, really productive as it was on BlackBerry 10. That's definitely something... I think we're all missing. Do you, Alex, do you, you know, from a development perspective, can they get it to a place where it is like BlackBerry 10? I think probably that's their long-term goal. Brandon brought it up earlier. They gotta go ahead and get it to the same level at some point on both the security of the OS and the productivity of the apps. I mean, it's gotta get there, right? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely apps within BlackBerry or uh, within Google Play Store. It was the last time I said BlackBerry World. Uh, Google Play Store where you can, it'll like read notifications and it'll kind of overwrite the notification and do something with it or like take it away and do its own thing with it. So I think they could do it for every type of notification that comes in. Um, I think BlackBerry, they're, I'm assuming they're probably doing it maybe a little bit different way where they, they're trying to do it a little bit deeper integration rather than just like a watch command because sometimes when you're watching for a notification, you may get like a double notification. So it comes in and then really quickly disappears, and then the hub one comes up, or then, you know, whatever app is doing it, whereas the hub is, is good with um, not showing double notifications and things like that. Um, I think it's possible. I don't know. I mean, as simple as having the hub running at all points in time, like, that alone, I feel like, would help the experience a lot, like, immensely. Um, and that's something where maybe Android has some... I know Android M and N, they've definitely been against certain apps running at all points in time. Maybe the hub's a little bit too heavy to be running at all points in time and might be against you know, some of the, the limits and regulations that uh, Android has set up. But I think there are ways that they can do it. Um, I'm in a weird position, though, because like, I know Brandon wants it to fully mirror all the notifications, and I think it would just get too messy. 
um, because you still have the notification shade in Android. And I don't think we had a notification shade in BlackBerry 10. It was just the hub. I think mm-hmm. one of one of you were mentioning that there was a notification shade on BlackBerry 10. I don't yeah. remember there being. Uh, on, the lock, on the lock screen? Well, the, the lock, lock screen, screen is just mirroring the hub. When you swipe up, you have the notification. Like, when you do a swipe up without going into the hub, Alex? Yeah, like you, 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 you do a semi-swipe oh, up. And it's kind of clouding your judgment, Alex. No, no, because I don't consider that. That's, that's just a... Functionality of the hub mirror like it. Wow, you swipe up and it's just as Facebook three. It's not the, the peak, right? Your peak yeah. Is, yeah. The, in my mind, like notification is like a physical notification, and if if Android or if BlackBerry Hub or you know if the hub goes and replaces all of Android, there's still a built-in notification shade in Android. So unless when you install the hub, it 100% just disables that functionality, um, because I know that there are some shades yeah. that you can get within Google Play that, that will overwrite that, and maybe, you know, maybe that could be a thing where if you install that, but the hub would have to be so deeply integrated. Like, I don't know, there's so many things with it that yeah, I think yeah. it could, do they, do they it could be bad. Do they change Android or build an app? And I think at this point yeah. they want to build an app. Yeah. It just does yeah. It and I think bringing everything in yeah. is too much, now, right now at least. Here's to say, right, as, as Android N and further OS has come out, BlackBerry really has the time to get ahead of the ball and build something that will skate kind of to where Android is going overall. I'm interested to really see whether they can first sell Hub on other devices, right? If they're selling the secret sauce right now, they are hopefully pretty confident that they're going to be able to actually push it through and actually make some value out of it. So I'm definitely uh, interested. Ronell, do you think that you know going this software route, going mobility solutions and really pushing on software for other devices is valuable? Like, honestly, is Hub Plus something you'd put on your your, your edge right now, or is it something you'd rather get on from Cobalt and, you know, the CrackBerry forums? No, it's definitely something, if BlackBerry can, can do it and I can get it to the Play Store, I'm 100% for it. But as I said before, as a Passport user, as an old-time BlackBerry person from so long, I'm, I'm used to that that productivity, that level of productivity, right? When I switched over to Android, I knew that my number one goal is to try to get my productivity as high as I can or match the BlackBerry, which I'm yet to do still. There's things on my Android device which will never match the type of productivity or functionality that my Passport does have, right? And that's why I keep my Passport. Um, If they can continue to add those features that they did and keep innovating to make it more productive on other platforms like Android, 100% I'm all for it. So that pinch to, that pinch for uh, on Red, I mean, that's that was pretty huge for me. That It's so convenient. And, I mean, if they keep adding those things, 100%. If, if you want me to pay $10 for it, one-time fee, I'll pay for it, as long as it matches BlackBerry 10. Simple as that. And that, that would be crazy if they could kind of consolidate down the features and rip BlackBerry 10 down to a subscription model. That's what's kind of like crazy, right? They're taking some of those best features from an operating system that we paid, you know, four or five hundred dollars for when we got our device, and now we're getting it on these other devices for so much cheaper. Do you think that cannibalizes kind of the the old user base, or does it make the conversation a little bit stronger for those apps being valuable? Uh, it definitely. You know what? It's a good thing. Because here's the thing. 
it's simple to say, BlackBerry can't say this right now because the hub is not the same as it is on BlackBerry 10. If BlackBerry adds every single feature, I'm not talking about the swipe and the notifications because that's a little bit more complicated like Alex said, but if you get all the features on there, you can tell BlackBerry 10 users, listen, you can go to Android, you're not suffering that much because you have all the features that you had there on Android. So all now you really got to do is, okay, different gestures or, you know, you just enter the app differently, but besides that, everything else is the same. That's more of a win-win situation versus telling them, oh, you're going to lose features, plus you're going to lose this, plus you're going to lose that, but you still have these couple of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's something I, I can definitely drive with. You know, honestly, I'm excited for 10.3.3 still. I know everyone's like, no, it's just a security update, but I got an SE, a passport SE, and I'm so stoked to, like, really, really start using it, right? I'm, like, back on proof because... I'll admit it, you know, for some stupid game that I shouldn't be playing. But uh, I'm really, really stoked to go back to the Passport and, like, get that productivity experience again. I went on, a, like, a 30-day stint back on my Passport, and I really, really was amped about it. So I'm, I'm ready to come back. And, you know, along the, with this, you know, one of BlackBerry 10's developers, uh, you know, supporting third-party developers actually went ahead and put out a really cool app. Roger LeBlanc, we've, ha we've talked about his apps here before, but he's actually put out an application that allows you to put different additive notifications inside of your hub and have them be persistent and updating, which is pretty cool. Um, the app is called Hubby for BlackBerry 10, H-U-B-B-Y. Go ahead and search it, really cool app. What it does is it puts three notifications in for like stocks, weather, and battery data and it puts it just always at the top of your hub using that notifications kind of section of the hub that we were kind of talking about earlier, Alex. Uh, really cool that, it, again, it puts like a, almost like widgets in your hub and just expands on the functionality, right? If you want to check what the weather is, go look at your hub. Like, it's right there waiting for you, like, at the top all the time. Pretty cool. But, but so what's funny is, like, really on Android, it's kind of no different where the notification tray um, in Android is... How the hub in BlackBerry 10. Yeah. So, like, you can get a little widget to stay in your notification tray that gives you your weather. And, like, it, it's just funny to see it's, like, how BlackBerry implemented versus how Android implemented it. It, it's, it sucks because that's... You, you really... The hub, you go to look at your notifications and your emails and everything's there. Yeah. And then if you want something important to stay at the top, that's perfect. Versus Android, you got to swipe, and then it takes up almost all your screen or half your screen and then that one bar takes up a whole spot, and the stuff that you care about, you can't really even see. You get how many, maybe three or four, if I'm correct, on half screen? Like, I just don't like it. I hate it. Yeah, have you seen uh, on Nougat, though? Because, I mean, you, you really have fine control with, like, I want this to always be at the top um, of the notification tray when I pull it down, like this type of notification. You can have some peak in, some not. You can have different levels of peaking, like, um, you have a lot of re really more control over notifications than you had in BlackBerry 10, but it's mm -hmm. also a totally different way to go about notifications, so you really can't even compare it anyway. Um, they've been working bad. with it. And, and the yeah. thing is, I think like you look at BlackBerry 10, and they're so ahead of the time, where you go to the hub, and you can do that quick uh, the, the triage, and you can do the quick reply without yes. going into the message, mm -hmm. and like... 
boom, that was the nicest thing ever. And and unfortunately, like they implemented it so shortly and shortly after I left over to the Priv, so I didn't get to use it that much. But now it's like finally with Nougat, that's not even out yet for Android. They finally <laughs> added that, where now you can quick reply to a message that's within the notification, or you can quick reply to an email or see numerous emails without like just tapping a group right. of emails and be brought into the app. So it's like finally Android is catching on. Like this is an important aspect to the yes. phone. Yes. BlackBerry 10.2 brought quick notifications yes. in late 2013. Well, Android it, Nougat is getting it at the end of 2016. But like that's the thing. Mm -hmm. it, it's different focus. Like BlackBerry, they've always been focused on messaging. Like that is a core functionality. And I think Android, yeah. it was never a focus. Yeah. Um, and I think finally they're getting to a point where we're taking it seriously to an extent. That's honestly what I think happened with BB10. And I think BB10 obviously still has legs, and there's a mm -hmm. there's already a user base of millions of people using it. You want to keep servicing those people, right? Ronell's one of them, right? He's on yeah. his passport. He likes it. That's his personal device, and he's got work, right? He's got his, his, his work life segmented through his mobile phones, right? What I think BlackBerry wants to do at some point is, is be able to say, look, here's just one phone that can do it all, right? And that's what Priv aims to be. And I think they can get there with services and like you know things that we have like the hub. I think there's honestly a real good potential for them to make it happen. We've seen like BlackBerry built BBM and BBM works like it should in the hub, right? It works without actually invoking that app. I hit an Instagram notification right now. It's gonna load Instagram, load the notification, right, and take me through like three steps to actually get there. And that's yeah. just Android by design, right? So when I hit the back button, I don't go back to the hub, right? I go back to yeah. You know, the last pane in Instagram that it had to load you know, quickly as I hit the notification. What I find myself doing in Hub, and maybe you guys do a little bit something similar, is I use Hub almost as like a, just like a, a message archive, and I can go back and look at things that I want to look at later. Yeah. Where what I, what I li don't like about some of the notifications and how they work in the BlackBerry Hub on Android is that some of those notifications just disappear, like Brandon mentioned, right? But in Hub, they kind of do that too. Sometimes you read them and they just kind of like vanish from the Hub. And it happens with a lot of like these third-party social apps, and maybe it's their mm -hmm. their notification systems and how they work. But we're not being marked right or something, as well. Right, right. So you know, weird little quirks like that. Um, I'm excited to see what comes through here. Again, there were updates to all of the BlackBerry apps, and I think the keyboard as well. I saw some really cool stuff, guys, and I think you guys would be maybe interested is. I saw like BlackBerry showed a, a screenshot on their business blog, and it was about using Password Keeper to autofill into Chrome into different browsers securely. So you have your you know your encrypted vault for your passwords, and then using that to build right into the browser using the keyboard as the delivery method. And I thought that was really cool, integrating the, the keyboard and Password Keeper in that type of way. Uh, definitely pretty cool for like businesses as well. What operating system? Yeah, go ahead. What operating system? Password Keeper is that's all on Android. Android. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a link for it, and I'll tweet it to you, and I'll hashtag it BB Upstream for those who kind of want to like go take a look at it. But I found it really really cool that they were offering that. Yeah. And again, just a really basic thing for them to do, but it's such a you know helpful thing as well. That's huge. That reminds me of LastPass because that's what I use right now. But yeah, that's what Alex is using too. Yeah, but I it doesn't sync with anything. On desktop, so I feel like that essentially you have to upkeep two yeah. password systems, and that's that's where it's overwhelming. That's like I don't know. I I feel like BlackBerry they have 
like, oh, it drives me insane. BlackBerry, they have the security. Like, they are known for security. It's like, make a damn password manager, and I will 100% buy it over LastPass, and I will put it with all my clients and everything, but I don't know. Like, you can, you can charge 12 uh If you did it right, you can charge $12 a year because that's what LastPass charges, and you have a better, like, name to yourself with security than LastPass. Like, you don't have to even have this whole suite of apps. Mm-hmm. You can charge $24 a year if you if you did that. Like, uh, come on, BlackBerry. I think they're going to get it there. I, I do. I hope. I, think it's, I do hope. Again, they have this whole business unit that's now pillaging BlackBerry 10 for features and ideas, and I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to convince people that this is what needs to happen for them as a business, and I think it really will be about making the business community understand the, the move. Like, I know people in the industry who don't even know that good technology is now owned by BlackBerry. Like, they don't know. And if that's being said of their software and services and things like that, imagine what's going to be said of their hardware, you know? It's definitely something they have to continue educating the market in kind of new and interesting ways because a lot of people don't know that BlackBerry has really transformed at this point, mm. let alone is still alive, you know? 80% of people think BlackBerry is dead out there, you know? If if not, you know, almost on their way out. So really changing that is going to be where they need to really focus. And I hope they can kind of get there with what they're doing with these uh, different applets and, and things like that. Um, what do you guys think? Did you guys get that BBM update? I know we kind of uh, talked about it last time, but uh, the BBM groups are kind of like more straightforward, but now a little bit like a little bit too straightforward. <laughs> I kind of like the tile design of previous with the four different panes and folders for those different subsections of the group. Now, like, you hit the group avatar, and it'll show you pictures and lists and calendar events. I don't know. Do you guys like the new BBM update? Are you guys really using BBM at all to care at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I am. But um, it reminds me back in the day on BBOS when groups was huge. And people used to use the calendar stuff all the time, like, to make group group dates, like, okay, this is what's going on this time, you know, we can all meet up and do this, or, you know, this is games, or friends, whatever. It kind of kick-started back how good groups can be, or BBM groups is. But, um, I like it so far. I've heard some people have, like, downgraded because they don't like it. I was like, it's not, it's not a huge change, but it's better than nothing. Alex, uh, Alex, uh, Brandon, and I, we were talking about how, like, sometimes a multi-person chat is more powerful than a BBM group in some cases, yeah. right? Depending on how many people you actually need to communicate with. And it's kind of interesting. Like, if I wanted to share a file or something, like, from Dropbox, I could do so with both of them, you know? Mm-hmm. And they can both access that file and, you know, pictures and things like that. Or, you know, they can download the HQ version and we have it as one kind of consolidated timeline. So BBM is still just so powerful. I wish they did marketing around BBM. Like, I wish they had something in their arsenal that was consumer-facing. And maybe that's just a bad idea, right? And just a waste of money at this point. But I would like to see them not totally turn away from that consumer market. Because now you're just asking consumers to, you know, go out of their way to buy your products. And that's not a good, you know, way yeah. to hold on to that to that demographic. Alex, what are some of your thoughts on this? Do you, do you think that um, at this point BlackBerry CEO is kind of underselling the assets in order to preserve value. It's a kind of interesting move that's happening with BlackBerry right now is they're actually 
uh, announces a normal chorus issuer bid for convertibles. And these convertibles basically allow them to basically buy back you know, some of their stocks and things like that at a flat rate and really kind of take more control over you know, the perceived value that's going to be out there in the market for the stock itself. As this, yeah, hubby is sick right now, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I just put on my phone, I'm, I'm pretty. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And you, yeah. and it launches stuff and you take a look at it, man, it's pretty awesome. But anyway, uh, you know, we're talking about like, uh, you know, these features and things like that. Do you honestly think, Alex, that this is something BlackBerry should really focus on? Like the furtherance of that like software solution or should they kind of re-migrate back out, you know? Is the enterprise market really where they should be? Um, I was, I don't know. I'm, I, so I think, I personally think that it is. And I actually had a really interesting conversation with a, a friend of mine who works at Microsoft kind of about different segments. So like, what is Microsoft focusing on? And they've been big in the education market for a while. They're trying to get into it now. And really how large some of these segments are. And everyone still is fighting for government because that is such a large market that I think it makes sense for BlackBerry to focus on software. And a lot of their software could kind of be even consumer. Like, this is why I'm kind of excited for their productivity suite Hub Plus on Android, because this is kind of a consumer play. Like, well, yes, it's it's maybe focused more toward uh, productivity tools, which is more like a work kind of thing, but it, it's more, it is a consumer play. Like, my mom can buy it because she likes the hub, and she may buy it. So, I don't know. They should focus on on government, but at the same time, like if you can somehow get your feet wet in, you know, normal consumer market or education or anything, I'd say do that as well. Um, I think they have the best chance in government because they have a good background with it, and they probably have sales reps that that probably have good relationships with government agencies, and they know how to sell to them. They probably have a lot of uh, I don't know, PowerPoints and a lot of sales tools toward government, so I think it's probably easier um, than them because we all know that they're not the best at consumer between the commercials that they have and um, even Google just came out with a commercial recently showing off Google Photos and it was like a really nice consumer commercial. I, I haven't seen one of those from BlackBerry. So focus on what you're good at, BlackBerry, I feel, but I would love to see you kind of go out a little bit and try a few other things, and I think you're getting to that point. I think they are getting to that point. I'm hoping they can, they can scale and do that. You know, right now is actually day two of the Olympic Games over in Rio, 2016. Right now, women's swimming, the 100-meter butterfly, is actually in progress, and the men oh. are doing the 4 by 100 freestyle relay, and there's some other tournaments and doing breaststrokes and things like that, but pretty interesting. In the medal standings right now, the U.S. is actually, uh, I think it's number like six or number like four on the list in terms of how many medals they've won, but it's only day two. Hopefully, uh, you know, <laughs> hopefully we don't have a rivalry like Canada versus the world, right? Uh, <laughs> down. I don't think so. Canada's not so good at the Summer Olympics. I don't know. Uh, one of the guys in our groups was saying that, you know, the Canadians looked, uh, were looking pretty all right on the diving board, so uh, kudos to the Canadian swim team over there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely some interesting things uh, here about. I'm gonna actually go ahead and tweet out that uh, that link and article that we were talking about earlier about password keeper because it's pretty interesting. We're gonna hop off to our after show. You can check out all of our Patreon stuff and support campaign over at berryflow.com forward slash Patreon. Ronello, it was really good to have you on, man. Uh, always good to kind of have that reunion. You hadn't been on in like a couple seasons, so it's yeah. always good to, to get you back in, man. Definitely happy to be back.
Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in grilling you on uh, on DTEC 50 and, and what are some of your thoughts. But we'll do that in the after show. Alrighty. <laughs> anyway, guys, take it easy. Peace. We'll catch you next week. Later. Later, Later guys. Later. Peace, peace. Oh, just for all those still hanging on here, Blaze was not on this episode. He's actually flying back home right now. So he will hopefully be on next week, and we'll have a lot more to talk about with DTEC and the like. Actually, some pretty interesting stuff coming. So take it easy, guys. Have a great night. See you later.